Hey there, welcome to season two of Talented, the Get Your Guy Talent podcast. Due to the COVID-19 pandemic, we had to push back the launch of the season from spring 2020. Though the recording is from a pre-COVID world, we still hope that you can take some nuggets with you from the conversation. For more information about our culture and adapting to safety regulations, please visit our blog, inside.getyourguide.com. Santé, and on to the episode. Welcome to Talented, Get Your Guide's monthly podcast, where we discuss the latest trends and strategies in the talent acquisition industry. Today's theme is understanding category management and what we look for in this team. Yeah, so uh, thanks for having us. Uh, I'm Philip. I'm uh, Director of Category Management here at Get Your Guide. So uh, I'm responsible for the department that we're going to talk about today and uh, excited to share some perspectives on what we do, what we do and what we're looking for. And I'm Lisa. I'm very excited to speak to all of you. And I am a senior business recruiter here with Get Your Guide. So um, what does the category management team do and why is it different at Get Your Guide compared to category management in other companies? Yeah, thanks for that question, because I actually think this is really, that, that's kind of a, a crucial thing to establish first. Mm-hmm. And uh, to understand what category management does at Get Your Guide, I think it's worthwhile to take one step back and really understand our industry, tools and activities. So if you look at our industry different than other travel-focused industry, like flights, for example, flights basically has one category. It's always a flight. It might be a business class or economy class, so different price levels, but in the end, it's a flight. If you look at tourism activities, that's different. Uh, entrance ticket to the Louvre and a day trip in the Tuscany are very different in terms of what, what the customer requirements are, what kind of suppliers we work with, what technology is involved, and, and also just simply what the complexity of the purchase is. In essence, this is what category management does at Get Your Guide. We are here to make sure that we cover all of those differences and set Get Your Guide up for success in all of our categories. And um, that also already brings uh, one of the key differences to category management in other um, e-commerce companies, because traditionally, category management are the buyers, the sourcers. So they are the ones who fill the shelves. Mm. They're responsible to make sure that you have the right inventory at the right spot. And at category management, the role goes actually much broader than that. And we are responsible for the success of of a category at Get Your Guide. Mm -hmm. And for Lisa, when you talk with uh, when you talk with with uh, candidates, is there anything that you add for them to understand the context of of the work? I typically go into the business strategy of the and how actually the category team uh, makes the impact on the line of business as a whole. Mm-hmm. What would you say, for example? Yeah. So um, usually, what I like to start off with is uh, just letting them know about just the travel industry and sector as a whole. And in terms of, uh, actually, it's pretty similar to what Phil mentions mm-hmm. in terms of category. Mm-hmm. So uh, can we go into talking about like uh, objectives or responsibilities within your team? Sure. So um, essentially, we uh, we orientate on the uh, objectives and responsibilities that we have as Get Your Guide as a company. And each of those can basically be mirrored in the different categories. So we look at financial KPIs and metrics like revenue or profitability. We look at customer-facing KPIs like satisfaction or loyalty and repeat. But we also look at strategic KPIs like that are a bit more hard to measure and a bit more soft, like defensibility. And in the end, as a, a category management team, we are responsible to fulfill all of those three lenses for each of our categories. Um, there's actually a couple of different dimensions that the team will expand to. So first of all, we will try as a company to move deeper within our existing categories. So we will look into what, how can we really 
make sure we change the game in the categories that we're operating. But uh, especially in the long run, we'll also look more and more into other categories that we can add to the spectrum. So are there new categories that we don't operate in um, yet? Mm. And how can they be a good fit for the get-to-get offering and the get-to-get customers going forward? Mm. What is the like an uh, like an average day look like for like one of your team members? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say it's actually a very diverse, uh, uh, diverse set of, of tasks and challenges, mm-hmm. which just kind of lies in the nature of, uh, of of the broad spectrum of the work and responsibilities that those guys cover. So the the, range, the, the topics pretty much range all the way from um, more long term strategic work all the way down to very operational execution of initiatives that we have on the line with different teams in, in the company. And at the same time, they also line up from basically. On the inventory side, working with our sales teams and supply teams on on how do we get the best in class inventory on our get to platform, all the way uh, to product and technology teams when we talk about certain capabilities that are required to uh, bring the bring the customers forward in the different categories. So in that sense, the, the the work nature is very diverse and it very much depends on what are the current priorities and initiatives mm-hmm. in the category that you're looking for. Um, if I look at a typical day for myself, I would uh, I would say it pretty much consists of, of three parts. So mm-hmm. uh, in the morning, I try to block myself a bit of time for some focus work, get some things done, um, really work head down. Afterwards, uh, I'll usually have different set of meetings with a variety of stakeholders, as I just mentioned, depending on, on really the scope of initiatives right now. And uh, in the evening, uh, I like to spend time with Lisa, actually, because uh, recruiting is a key priority for us as well at the moment as we expand the team. And um, we really kind of try to make sure that we spend as much time as possible with the recruiters and with the candidates to make sure that we find great additions to the team. Yeah. I mean, so with all that uh, being said, like, what are the things that you're looking for, uh, Lisa, to find people that kind of fits in with the, the team strategy? Yeah, I think we tend to find that uh, people who have prior consulting experience actually tend to do really well for these different roles mm-hmm. because of the analytical skills that are required, the ability to work cross-functionally across different departments. Mm-hmm. So those are definitely qualities that we will look for in candidates. Mm-hmm. And within consulting, what kind of skills specifically would you be? Would you think that are suitable for this role? Analytical skills. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure, <laughs> analytical skills are, are important. But right. uh, uh, this, like as Lisa just mentioned it, right? It needs to, like we need a bit of a of an all rounder in this in this in this role. Like this person needs to be analytical and be willing and, and able to work with data and really go deep. Mm-hmm. At the same time, this person also needs to be very long term oriented and strategic and be able to create and craft the vision around the category. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say prioritization. Yeah, prioritization is a big one. Structure, their thought process, um, yeah. prioritize work. Yeah. And how would they be able to demonstrate this in an interview? Do you have good examples of, of that? We do put candidates through a rigorous process. Mm-hmm. And part of our interview process includes a case study. Mm-hmm. So typically the case study is a huge way for us to really gain insight into a candidate's qualifications and if they're able to exemplify those key traits that we look for. Yeah. And Phil, you transitioned from um, consultancy yourself uh, into a growth company uh, like ours. Um, what would you say to someone out there with a similar profile to as yourself or like what can you reflect on in terms of your journey? Yeah. I mean, there's probably like a million things we could talk about right yeah. now. We should have a conversation <laughs> about that for, for the next four hours, but um 
for me personally, I would say two things really stand out. Um, one is definitely the, basically, I like to call it going beyond the PowerPoint. So really making sure that things happen and that things actually get implemented and move beyond the strategic work. And um, that is something that is definitely a change. <clears throat> Sorry, definitely a change to uh, to my previous role. So let's take one of our biggest projects that we've worked on in the last couple of years, Get Your Guide Originals. Get Your Guide Originals are our own Get Your Guide branded best-in-class tours that we operate together with our partners all over the world. And this idea came up from a very strategic discussion. So we thought about what, how can we really change the game in the industry in the long run? We made up a strategy and we came up with the idea of Get Your Guide Originals. At the same time, this strategic component of it was only the very beginning of it. So that was one and a half years ago. And since then, since we've took that discussion, the majority of the work has been happening in execution. So how do we really find the best local partners? How do we really get our branding to shine in all of those tours? How do we work with the best guides? How do we motivate those guides? How do we educate those guys? How um, do we bring customers from all, from all over the world into those tours and make sure that they have a best-in-class experience from before the trip, on the trip, and after the trip? And... Um, that that like that really was a great example for me on, on, on seeing like the distribution of work. So ninety percent of the work actually happened after the strategy paper was done. So mm -hmm. that's really something very different. And um, the second part uh, I would mention in terms of big differences is um, the the huge diversity and variety of people and talent that you work with here at Get Your Guide. So mm -hmm. um, there's there's one mind blowing number that that I also always like to share with candidates, and that is. We're a German company. We have like, what, 650 employees or so. Mm. And uh, I think about 15% of those are actually German. Mm. So 85% <laughs> of those people are from all over the world. I think like 60 nationalities or something. And not only that, but also if you look at the background of them, what, what kind of, what education and what technical skills they bring in. You work mm. with people in sales, in customer service, in tech, in mm. product. So you have this huge spectrum of people that you work with. Mm. This is also something that I really think stands out in a company like Get Your Guide. Yeah. And we know that people in general are always concerned about, um, you know, growth opportunities and how uh, a job opportunity can help, you know, be a step in their bigger career. Um, is that something that comes up with, with your candidates and, and what would, what do you say to them when they ask questions? Yeah. So I think that it depends on the candidates and what they're looking for ultimately, but there's a lot of different paths. Mm -hmm. um, I think that there are certain clear trajectories of kind of following in the steps of Phil. Mm. Lip. <laughs> and following the steps We've of got Philip. Phil. <laughs> We've got two Phillips here at Get Your Guide and Scene Department. But I think the other piece uh, of what Philip was mentioning is that uh, you really get to understand the whole ecosystem of a hyper-growth startup. Mm. And so it really gives you exposure to different departments where in the end, if you actually want to be entrepreneurial and start your own business, it's definitely a really great avenue, especially for these category roles. The category roles are so pivotal. You actually work with multiple departments and you really get an understanding of how different departments work and operate. And mm. it gives you a really good um, foundation for if you want to start your own business. Mm. Yeah. And also not to forget, uh, there's a lot of internal opportunities to get you guys as well. So basically, if you afterwards uh, decide that you think it's very interesting to go into a more supplier sales oriented role and lead one of our local sales offices, or you want to go into a very operations heavy role and uh, want to be part of the leadership team of our customer service uh, uh, organization, I think there's a lot of opportunities depending on 
basically what are your skills that you bring to the table? What are the developments that you want to take? And uh, also what is the need and growth that Get Your Guide is having right now? But but I think really the the opportunities are, uh, are there's a lot of them out there. Yeah. I have a question because I just realized now with you talking is that you are, you, your team is doing a lot also. <laughs> and I just was curious to hear, um, how do you stay on top of everything that you're doing? Like, what are some of your go-to tips? Yeah, that's, that's an, an excellent question. <laughs> um, if, I, if I have a secret recipe, uh, I'm sure I'm going to write a book about it. Yeah. There's, there's probably a lot of people who will buy it. I mean, in the end, I think this is something very personal, right? Mm. I think there's different work styles that handle those stuff differently. Um, I personally um, manage a lot through my uh, through my personal calendar. So I have uh, uh, like I spend a lot of time in organizing my calendar, making sure I block time for working on things, block time with the right people that I need. So that's something that's really important to me. Mm. I usually uh, have a dedicated slot on Friday afternoon where I do that for the next week. So something that works really well for me. So you plan the time that you plan the rest of the week. Exactly. So yeah. I, I sit on Friday afternoon, I, I have half an hour where I actually plan what, how am I going to invest my time in the next week yeah. so that I have the most impact on the, on the targets and initiatives that I'm working on. Super fit. You just gave me an advice right now. I'm going, <laughs> I'm going to go back to my desk and do just that. <laughs> so beyond analytical skills, time management seems like a really big skill that you need for this. Yeah, I, I wouldn't necessarily say time management. I would say it need uh, you need to be good at prioritizing. You need to yes. be good at setting focus because mm. there's a million things. But but that's probably true for all the roles that get your guide because mm. in a company like our stage, there's a million things we could do. Right. And it's really important mm. that we pick out the few things that we really need to do yes. and do them really well. Yeah. Instead of kind of doing twenty things, spreading at the yourself same time. too thin and making yeah, sure exactly. you focus on the right things. Sure. I wanted to kind of um, circle back a bit in terms of um, when you're talking with, with, with people that could be interested in category management, what are some of the common um, misunderstandings or something that's, that's general that they, didn't, they don't know about the, the role or the work that you're doing? Yeah, I think the candidates just uh, get very confused uh, and they compare a category management here at Get Your Guide with other retail industries, mm. which is not quite the same. So sometimes they're not really sure about the, the titles that we use uh, and the different types of roles that we have within the t department. Mm -hmm. What are some of the things that you, that you tell them to kind of either give them context or to reassure them? I usually tell them that for the category team, it, it's, it's a team that has a lot of visibility across multiple departments, but you are responsible for not only the strategy, but you're also responsible for executing on your strategic initiatives. I mean, big picture, like, can you explain the, the structure of the, of the team and then how this fits into the bigger picture of Get Your Guide? For people who have never heard of Get Your Guide before, and, or even if you have any synonyms for like category manager that are commonly used in other companies... Yeah, so the role or the category department actually reports into our COO, Tao. Other uh, titles, I would say, in other companies would be head of business units, um, strategy and operations. Yeah, I would say those two are kind of like different titles that mm -hmm. we would actually have externally. Yeah, and I think that what's, what, what's important to, to mention at this point is that it also the, the, the role that we are predominantly hiring for is, uh, we call it the head of a business unit. So it's not a category manager. The, the department is called category management, but the, the people are business unit heads. So they mm -hmm. really are end-to-end -end responsible for the category. So uh, I would say 
as we as we mentioned in in other roles, those would be maybe the GM of a certain city or um, the responsible person for one of the business units, one of the verticals, mm. uh, much more than uh, another category manager, mm. which is. Actually, if you ask me, pretty much a buzz buzzword that is used um, very differently across many different companies. Mm. And Phil, do you have examples of something that you find yourself repeating over and over again when uh, people are asking you about your work or interested in, in joining the team? Well, if it, in, in the end, I think what's, what's important to a lot of the candidates that we talk to is in the end, so what am I truly responsible for mm -hmm. and where can it even impact? Mm -hmm. So what are the metrics, the KPIs that I will be held accountable for and that I also will be the face of it, get your guide. So um, one thing that I like to tell them is that in the end, if Johannes, our CEO, um, comes in once a quarter and wants to know about the progress of our category attraction tickets, you need to be the one go-to person who is responsible for the business success, the strategy, and also the operational execution of everything that we did in that quarter in that category. Mm -hmm. You're not going to do all of that yourself. So you will... It's going to be a team effort. You'll be cross-functionally collaborating with all the different departments at Get Your Guide, mm. but you're going to be responsible for kind of condensing that perspective and being the go-to person at Get Your Guide for it. Right. Makes sense. We have also like a very big and solid um, tech department. Do you have any examples of, of how your team works together with the, with the tech people on, on projects? Mm -hmm. So... Um, Tech is, I mean, it's pretty much ingrained in everything that we do at Get Your Guide, right? We are a rare at heart a tech company. And the same thing for categories. Um, if you think about the different categories, there are different technological requirements in them. Um, we like to talk with the tech departments about uh, what we call capabilities. So kind of what are the truly unique capabilities that we need to develop in the different categories in order to succeed? So um, one example could be um, a very successful feature that our product team implemented um, in the last year, which was about itineraries. So if you look at the category day trips, um, it's very important to really understand how a day trip that can get quite complex, what will be the different stops? What will be the different elements of that trip? Mm -hmm. In the past, we didn't really have a way to show that to our customers in a digital product. So it, you basically had to go through a very complete, like basically through a text description of what are all the things that you're going to see with it. When we discussed this with our product team, they pretty much came up with a with a with a groundbreaking solution that we can just find technology, like that we can find a solution in technology mm -hmm. for that complicated problem. So now if you go on our website and you're looking for day trips, you will see a very nice graphical overview about the full day, what are all the stops, how much time is involved, which stop takes how long, is there lunch or not, will there be a break, etc. So all of that complexity of the day trip is solved in, in a graphical element. Yeah. And that obviously involved a lot of work from, from first of all, the department that works around our, our, um, our customer-facing pages, right? yeah. but also in the back end, how we store that information, mm -hmm. how all of this flows together in, in the catalog um, involved a lot, of, a lot of different tech departments. Yeah. And I think that's a pretty good example for something that we kind of, jointly were able to realize a category-specific or solve a category-specific problem with technology. Amazing. Okay, so yeah, so when you are working together to, um, to find candidates for, for the team, um, what are some other good-to-have skills that you are looking for? Definitely a strong communicator and problem-solving skills mm. are two other key uh, important traits that we would be looking for in candidates. 
we need a bit of an all-rounder. So mm -hmm. that person needs to, uh, as we just described, it has a lot of different responsibility and needs to work pretty broad and, uh, and across many different functions. So uh, that also needs needs to be reflected in his uh, in skills and capabilities. So um, as Lisa mentioned, analytical skills are very important, but at the same time, that person needs to be very strategic, long-term oriented, mm -hmm. able to develop a vision for, for get you right in the category. Um, but on the execution side, uh, he also he or she also just needs to be a great problem solver. So a lot of the things are going to be smaller obstacles, smaller challenges that mm -hmm. it's going to be about creativity and getting things done and finding a way around it uh, uh, to solve a problem. And last but not least, I think communication is really key. So mm -hmm. um, in such a role, it's, it's really important for the candidate to be able to communicate, first of all, on a very high level with our executive committee, with our CEO, what is my vision? What's the strategy for the category? But at the same time, also being able to motivate and convince one of our sales managers to work on the on the initiatives that we might have in one of the cities or one of our like local destinations that we're working on. So communication is also a really key key aspect here. Yeah. And if we talk about like the softer skills, how would you say how important would you say that cultural adaptability is important to this role? Huge. <laughs> yeah. but I think just that, especially with how much we're scaling. Uh, so for every time we add additional employees into the organization, it means that we're also asking more of the current employees that are already in the company. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's a huge piece of it. So being able to adapt, um, be able to have creative solutions or kind of come up with creative solutions to unique problems. That's another big piece as well mm. to what mm. Philip mentioned. Mm. And, and also, think, yeah, sorry. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say to tie back into the big picture thinking, that's a, yeah. that's a big piece that kind of ties everything back together. Yeah. And, and also the ability to really interact with different stakeholders and make sure that you understand how different stakeholders tick, right? Mm -hmm. You need to be talking differently to uh, one of our sales manager than mm -hmm. to our CEO or to one of our product managers. So basically mm -hmm. you need to be able to really culturally understand what kind of, how to talk the language or how to speak the language mm -hmm. of the different people that you're working with. Yeah. And to get more insights into our culture and also to understand some of the people that we have uh, in, our, in our company and how they work and what makes them tick, you can go to our blog, inside.getyourguide.com and learn more about us. You will also find a blog post uh, about Kira, who is one of the business unit heads in uh, category management. I'll link it to this podcast. <laughs> so is there anything else that you would like um, share if you were to sum up why now is a good time to join category management? Uh, I think it's a to me, one of the most exciting industries to be working in. I mean, if we talk, one of our core values is passion, right? Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's easy to say that you're passionate about it, but I actually think with the Get Your Guide product, it's easy to be passionate about it because mm -hmm. working on making basically vacation for other people great. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, for me, it's very easy to be passionate about. And that in combination with the, with the, with the strong industry and um, the really proven success of Get Your Guide, I think mm -hmm. makes it a, an amazing place to, to be part of a growth story. Yeah. And I would say the people here make a really big difference. So, and you can feel the passion from our employees as well about how committed everyone is towards just get your guide and just the industry and what we're trying to solve. Nice. And I know you said earlier when like your typical days, like, oh, in the afternoons, I spent them with Lisa to <laughs> tackle um, recruitment. So obviously this uh, role and department, like you, it's very like, you know, 
demanding um, work and you're dealing with a lot of stakeholders, big uh, projects, um, a lot of things to communicate and, and keep on track. Um, so how do you how do you make sure that you're in the same page, like on the same mm-hmm. page in this fast paced in, uh, environment? Because how do you make time for each other? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we actually have weekly stand-ins uh, and we honestly just ping each other pretty often. Mm-hmm. So they are extremely accessible. I'm pretty accessible to them. It's been really great just working with them. Mm. Um, I would say that I always appreciate working with the hiring managers here at Get Your Guide mm. since they are very hands-on and involved and invested in the right. process. So uh, to put a data-proven point on that, yeah. I think there is not a single day without at least five Slack messages from Lisa about <laughs> uh, whatever candidates or th- steps in the process that we need to align on. So we try to stay really close. Yeah. And I know just for an additional um point is like of course i know that lisa you joined uh recently uh the company um so also kind of like how how did you build that that type collaboration was it was it just like from day one okay we got this like how did you even think about that yeah i think that when i first met philip and or philip and philip (laughs) when i first met uh the category team i uh it was a while for me to kind of just ramp up and really understand but i would say that i got a lot of support from philip Mm -hmm. and just kind of explaining to me how the category department works uh they've been really great with sitting on my phone screens and Mm. and vice versa and that's Mm. actually so really helpful as well Mm. um and also even just being able to sit in on different points of the interview process the more exposure I get, the, the better it is and I equipped I am to talk to candidates. Yeah. So that's always been very helpful. Yeah. And do you guys screen for different things? Um, just to make sure you cover all your bases? Yes. We I would say right now we're a pretty well oiled machine. Mm-hmm. So we actually have a very we want to keep consistency in the process. And so there are certain questions that I'll ask in the beginning with candidates and then when the next stage goes to Philip, then they'll be asking something different. Mm. And uh, Phil, do you have anything uh, to say to hiring managers out there? Like, what do you think is a way to get the best out of your recruiter or like working with with someone on recruiting? So um, my personal take on that would be it's really important that the hiring manager and the recruiter kind of form form actually a team, right? Mm -hmm. In the end, I think uh, as a recruiter, as an effective recruiter, you really need to understand what is that team doing? What are they really responsible for? How does their day-to-day look like? What are the challenges that they have? So by more and more immersing into that and understanding that, you will become a much more effective recruiter and screener again because you really start to understand what does a candidate need to bring to the team and mm. um, being being able to kind of test for that much more effectively than just reading it in a job description or in a competency profile, yes. which in the end is... Is, it's just words. In yeah. So mm-hmm. really fostering that understanding of, uh, of what the business role is really about would mm-hmm. be my my key recommendation. And like in, in terms of tactics, what we use to get there, I think the shadowing that Lisa just mentioned really, really worked well. So shadowing on our interviews, but also shadowing on normal business meetings that we have on like how, when we sit with other people and we just discuss our day-to-day things, getting closer to that and really, really getting into that routine. That's actually a really interesting advice that I actually never heard before. So yeah, join your join some business meeting with the with the teams you're hiring for. It's super insightful, and I would say the other one is sitting closer to the team. Mm-hmm. So when you sit closer to the team, sometimes just by osmosis and just listening in on what they're talking about will mm-hmm. give you some insight onto their day to day activities. Makes sense. 
That way I never see you on our floor. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, could you give an overview of some of the categories you're, you're focusing on? Sure. So, um, in the end, we, we pretty much look at our market, right? And, our, and if you look at the tourism activities market, as, as I mentioned before, you, you will have those different categories inherent in the market. So, you will have things like entrance tickets to a museum, museum entrance tickets to a museum, theme park, etc. You have a day trip, so uh, a full day tour around Tuscany, uh, uh, where you visit many different sites and actually involve transportation, a lunch, maybe even a dinner. Right? Mm. And then... Um, there could be all kinds of things that we maybe don't even know about yet, right? So maybe in the future, there's things like luggage storage or there's things like... Cooking ma- classes. Right. <laughs> right. And obviously, these decisions, of course, are, are made in, in close relation to how our customers are, are reacting. Exactly. So all of those, we, we always base it on the customer. So we would think about what are the customer requirements, mm. where are they different, and hence, where do we need to cut different categories? Mm. Right? That process of finding out what are the other categories that we should focus on actually also is one of our key responsibilities. So we mm. don't only look at the success of the categories that we have, mm. but also what should be the next thing, right? How do we expand that going forward? Mm-hmm. And that's why you need analytical skills. <laughs> But based on, on um, what you're saying there, I was just wondering, um, is having experience in, um, you know, business to customer focused uh, companies, is that crucial? Or could someone with a, with a more uh, business to business background also be successful on your team? Mm. So I wouldn't say it's it, it's a must. What I would say is a must is a customer-oriented mindset. Mm. So people need to be able to think from a customer's perspective. Mm. That's that's definitely a must. Um, I wouldn't say that we definitely require someone to have worked in a B2C environment. I think there's a lot of great people in B2B environments who have a lot of customer focus. Yeah. And that's really what it's about at Get Your Guide, being able to relentlessly focus on the customer. Right. Thank you. And even those like B2B people, everyone travels. So that B is also someone who's a, a customer eventually. So, so, um, so of course, in Get in Get Your Guy, we're very focused on on uh, the customer and being customer centric. Uh, but we also uh, recognize that we have different customers, and sometimes our customer is you know some of the companies that we partner with and that we work with or our suppliers. Um, how does that um, how does that relate to some of the work in category management? Very important question because we at Get You Guide actually think about customer in two ways. Mm-hmm. So um, we definitely have the end consumer, so the traveler, as uh, our most important customer. So they are the ones who go on the activity, who also pay for the trip, essentially, mm-hmm. right? Um, but the supplier is also a customer of ours. So mm-hmm. suppliers and the partners who actually make sure that the activities are conducted. So all of our tour operators, mm-hmm. all of the attractions are incredibly important partners to us as well. Mm-hmm. And um, a huge part of the work in category management is also thinking about the supplier side in that category mm-hmm. because they are very different between the categories as well. Right. If you, again, take that example, um, the person who's dealing with the entrance tickets uh, is going to be working with the Louvre or with the Vatican, etc. And the person who's going to be dealing with day trips is working with um, operators that are locally conducting, for example, a desert safari in Dubai or something. So right. very different nature of uh, of companies, very different kind of mindset, very different priorities again. So mm. also um, the, the approach of Get Your Guide needs to be different. Right. 
And that's part of, so obviously, yeah, that's part of the, of the work of dealing with these different stakeholders, even within the company. There are some that are focusing on the customers, some that are focusing on the partners and suppliers. And then when you're in your position, you have to kind of bring it all together. Exactly. Yeah. So in the end, how, how I also like to explain to candidates is we need to be the ones who kind of synthesize all of that, who yeah. are the ones we need to be the team who connects all the dots from all our functional experts. So yeah. we have functional experts in marketing, we have functional experts in sales, and they all, they perfectly know how to do their job well, and they don't need us to do their own job well. But where we can really add value is in like tying the strings together and making sure that the big picture is set up for success for the category. Yeah. Cool. Talk about the big picture. <laughs> all right. Well, um, Thank you both for your insights and um, thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode of Talented. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Cheers.